This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. F crazy, win crazy prizes. That's what we always say. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, hi, welcome to Friday. Got an email from a guy that says, uh, I'm so sick and tired of when people uh, email your detractors compare you to Stern. You guys are on totally different levels together. And quite honest, I think you're superior. Well, I like this guy. Something's coming. Thank you, Brett. (laughs) Brett sees it. Says, I clearly think you're superior to Stern. I mean, your nose is so much bigger and cartoonishly Jewy than his. Okay. It's not even a real comparison. <laughs> Don't let the haters get you down, big nose. Nobody will ever have a bigger, more ridiculously Jewy nose than you, ever. Not even Stern, signed Don Bubbles. Well, thank you, Don, for baiting me into that beautiful I evening. I saw that one it was driving, I can smell that one. I think it was oh, driving yeah. a Model T down oh, 52nd yeah. Street, pulled into a parking lot and haunt. That was sort of an obvious thing, Don Bubbles. <laughs> but I'm good. I read it, you pricks. I do enjoy being told that the only comparison that's different is that his nose is not as cartoonishly Jewy as mine, you sons of bitches. But because it's all right to take swings at me, I like it. I think it's funny. And I already admit that the nose is cartoonishly Jewy. I had uh, dinner with a friend of mine who used to do radio here in town last night, Chuck Powell. Everybody remembers Chuck. He's, He's a very funny person. Told me a story of uh, how he broke up with a girl one time. Chuck's breakups are fairly legendary. He's got some good ones. But he, uh, and this one I think I would fall into as well. He was having a really nice time with a girl, and she wanted to go to a teppanyaki restaurant. So he's like, we were spending pretty good time together, had some decent dates, and it's going pretty well. And we went to a teppanyaki restaurant, and when the guy stopped, I didn't want to go to that. I think that's... I'm with him. I think that's the Gallagher concert of food. I think that is like, it's a lame person's. You go a couple of times early on and you're kind of like, all right, that's, this is kind of a, if, if Applebee's was, was low level. <laughs> so, you know, and then they make the volcano and it's the same crap they do for every table and it's not stupid fun. It's a, it's not stupid fun. It's just stupid. And it's once like when you're, and it's, it's good. if you're with a bunch of idiots, the food can be, stop, stop defending it, Brady. You're, <laughs> you're going to, Chuck's going to break up with you. So this girl sees the, oh my God, he put the egg in the hat. Oh my God. It's like, and she's treating it like Copperfield's buying the goddamn thing. And she flips out at this magic this guy's performing. And we got done and I just said, you know what? Your reaction to the teppanyaki was over the top, and I just don't think we should ever see each other. <laughs> and he broke up with her because of her excitement towards teppanyaki. She had to be a smoke show. Are you he said serious? she was really hot, and she was blown away by it. Like, what? Why would you break up with me because of that? Well, your bar for entertainment is far too low. <laughs> and we're just on different wavelengths, that's all. Uh, just accept it. Are you saying you're better than me? Yes. <laughs> I'm saying that you're, words. you're too excited about mundane things like a child or a retarded person. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that was, the, and that was, was that her first time or she had been there before? She I don't know. Nuts. But you can't go. You got to look. <laughs> if you know about teppanyaki, you can't lose your mind at teppanyaki. It just you just can't. It's oh, neat. That's as far as you should go with ever getting overly excited. Overexcitement is a... It can be a red flag when somebody gets way too happy over the Monday. Will you sign Monday. my menu, chef? Right. This dude has done the same act. For, it's like seeing a, a comedian, and it's like, wow, this dude's running the same material. 
And, and you look around and like, so is that hack? They're all nobody does anything unique at a teppanyaki thing. Sure, you can pop in there and have at it, but it's kind of the hillbilly steak forty four. It's uh, flipping the uh, shrimp in the mouth or vegetables. Actually. Yeah. I don't want to waste shrimp. <laughs> Flipping a vegetable at you is a food fight. A hunk of zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> I got it! I went right in the mouth! <laughs> like, all right. We're going to have to break up. <laughs> I just don't see this lasting. Why not? I thought we were having fun. No, you were having fun. <laughs> Way too much of it. I saw a guy making minimum wage uh, in an onion fire. Teppanyaki is that thing where you first go, and you're like, children like teppanyaki. That's yeah. fancy pants stuff for a kid. And we both agreed that the only thing worse than a teppanyaki excitement is the teppanyaki comedian. Because you're sitting with strangers, and there's always that guy that's a little uncomfortable, and he's trying to, like, we've all seen it. It's, uh, it you know what it is? Choo-choo. It's the Renaissance Festival. It's it's that. It's that thing. Like, and I get, like, going. The food's usually pretty good at a teppanyaki place, but it's the Renaissance Festival. The show's a little bit like, oh, okay, I see. They're just kind of, you're playing the same record over and over and over again. But the people who like it run in and like it. That's a deal breaker for me. You like the Ren Fair too much. <laughs> this isn't going to last. You show up dressed as a fair maiden, and uh, I think you're on your own for a while. And a girl well, about can two times it. a year. Yeah, but you don't lose your mind at it. No, and, if and then you do, the, if you go on the weekends, you're forgetting about the birthday thing that they do. Oh, no, no, no. That's too embarrassing. And we have, we have an over and under on that, saying, oh, what, eight times tonight on a... Yeah, the birthday parties least, that they do. Because yeah. they bring out this drum. Happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. But the bottom line is you can be overly excited about something that's kind of middling, and it's, uh, you know... It's the window licking. You're not reaction. high roller. The the window licking reaction. Not even if you're high roller. You can be a very high roller person and get too excited over something kind of stupid, and then you you reveal yourself as like oh. The last time I went, I got mad because I had Jose uh, doing my <laughs> teppanyaki instead of going. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got. I go. Ole, ole. Yeah. You know, I'm like, nah. Yeah, I went once dude. and there was a Native American there. Really? Yeah. And a comedian, of course, sitting there going, like little Hawaii. Like, what are you talking about? Making you've got lines for each one. It's because it's so predictable. Hey, well, it never, is. Never you thought know, I'd see a flying coming. shrimp. Yeah. yeah, the trains coming, the flying shrimp, mm-hmm. the the volcano of onions, and anybody that oozed that. Oh, well, you've just revealed yourself as someone we don't want to talk to ever. Because if somebody's that excited about that, imagine how dull their stories must be. Yeah. It's too excited. Not that you can't like it. It's just too excited over low-level things. You know? It's, that is the usually... funny one is going when we went a couple of times back in the old station. Oh we'd go God. for lunch, and those guys have to do the thing. They're not doing the comedy. They're like, yeah. we got to prepare this food. Well, I'm not talking about the, the cook being the comedian. I'm yeah. talking about the guy at the, the oh, thing I thought you that's like, good, good, good. I'm going to be a star. Like, it's a show for him. And he's just too ramped up. It's like a kid on sugar. <laughs> yep. Making those uh, hack jokes. Might as well be in a blue tuxedo. Yep. <laughs> but it made me laugh hysterically because he had to take her aside. I just don't think this is going to work out. You got way too R-word excited over teppanyaki. And I can't imagine us having the same interests. <laughs> Who chose teppanyaki? Uh, she did. Well, then he should have known. No, he did. Uh, he didn't know she was going to lose her mind, though. All he right. was fine with that part. He's like, okay, right. Teppanyaki will do it. She likes it. But then when she lost her mind, he's like, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It, it's like Disney for... Right. If you were with a girl and she's like, I want to go see, uh, you know, the Jonas Brothers. Kind of laugh at it. Okay, we'll go see that. And she loses her mind That's at the her show. Thing. You're out. You didn't know it was this level. Overwhelming. Right. She's... Unstable. But I find it to be hysterical to actually have dumped someone that way. It makes me giggle. Great stuff. So thanks to Chuck for a fun evening. That and his, his dad stories. He's up in Seattle. Uh, and it's, it's pretty good. By the way, we're on the moon again, everybody. Congratulations, world. Uh, United States back on the moon as of yesterday. It's 1972. Fifty-two years later, we decided to shoot back up there. Of course, we didn't put a man up there with all the new technology. We decided not to put 
man at risk for this. But they got uh, Odysseus is up there now. Uh, landed on the south pole of the moon. Or they think there's a, a polar cap that could possibly used for what? Oh, water or rocket fuel. They're not sure which what, uh, but they're going to do some testing. And What's amazing I- is that like, uh, we'll be um, looking at some images hopefully later on this afternoon. That's oh, how yeah. long it, it's. Yeah, it's it's, gotta take it's not that time. long, but it's great. I thought it was. That's pretty quick. It's 270,000 miles. Yeah, so, it's amazing yeah. how fast. It's going to travel back here pretty quick. Well, they're receiving. So here's the thing. I was uh, So two things. I watched. I went in to check to see the landing. I wanted to watch that on thing, but it was delayed like an hour, and I had stuff to do. So, I uh, I was reading about it, and then in the middle of this, there's two guys sitting at a desk from NASA. They're like, all these smart guy stuff. And then he said, uh, "It's very important to the exploration of the moon for humanity because we are explorers." And then they run this like two minute long commercial of why they're doing this. The whole purpose of this is to get people up there and mine it. And live on it. And I mean mine it. We're looking for... They think that they've got like... Just like that n- series Mankind, I think that was called, on Apple. It, it's weird because... They set up a moon base. Yeah, but I mean, this is for... To destroy the moon. Like, we're going up there to wreck it and shoot stuff back. It isn't up there to like frolic on the moon. We're going to frack the moon. Our intention is, hey, let's wreck that thing. Let's go... Let's dig around inside this. And I'm like, all right. Uh, probably nothing will happen from that, but they they're hoping... You know you're up to no good when a guy's like, oh, we need some drinking water and possibly rocket fuel. If that's two on your list, your intentions aren't to find water. Your intentions are to find, you know, substantive fuels for something else and break the bank when you bring it back to the the United States going there. That's the reason we haven't given this technology to other nations that want to go. Because if they go up there and find the rocket fuel first, they'll have all the money. We can't let Saudi Arabia shoot a rocket up there. They know how to find oil. They'll find moon oil, and they'll own the moon. And now, this is, is it government run? Or I know it's an independent well, company that put it up there. you can't go without the government's approval. Yeah, you have to have permission. So, Why? Because NASA owns space. So they basically let private companies build their stuff, plan their launches. And if you intend to go to the moon, they're in on it. Because if you find anything... They want their cut. They're take. They're going to kill you. You're getting it. They're, there's. I wouldn't want to have a private space company go to the moon and say, "Hey, by the way, we found uh, rocket fuel. We're going to need about seven more trips it, and some be cargoes. A for some me, cargoes but. coming back, and we need to build some things to get." They'd be like, "What do you got? Oh, nothing. Just some dirt." I'm like, all right. And if you come back with moon rocket fuel, they'll they'll just kill you. You you, you won't last more than a day. So they're in on everything with that. But that's if the, if the two objectives are, oh, maybe there's water. And we can turn it into rocket fuel. There's a money grab on the moon. Here's the other part. All this technology. And go back to 1972 when we went to the moon for the last time. Supposedly. Uh, right now they're having trouble communicating with Odysseus on the moon. And they think it's because it might have landed next to a boulder that's blocking its antenna. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. I'm like, what? It can get there. It can, but uh, like, you know, if you're on Papago, you lose service. Stop it. There's a rock that's blocking its antenna. It's direct wave antenna. What did you bring up there? Like a Magnavox? How in the world is an antenna blocked by a rock? Well, it might land in a little bit of a depression. So it's like when you go down Lincoln Road and it goes in, the Camelback will block your service. Like Are they using that, a BlackBerry up there? It's I mean, in the moon. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, you can put up a little uh, drone connection. Like, how you know, about to extend the antenna height or whatever the. How about the fact that this. Thing is, the best technology in the world, and the antenna blocked by a rock. Say, we're getting some weak communication. It's next to a rock. What? You still have a problem with little boulders blocking your cell service? Come on. Can you hear me now? Moon thing? Somebody effed up. That's what happened. That's what I think. It's screwed up. But they can still kind of get faint things from it. 
Yeah, it's uh, this guy. <laughs> You're going back to Temiyagi. I can't believe you guys are doing such a ninja assault to your man Brady. I heard his pain over the air <laughs> with every dig you made at Temiyagi and totally outed him uh, without outing him as the table comedian. I've been there with Brady. He's not the table comedian. I don't. That, you've never been there with me. Everything you described is from the book of Brady for dummies. And he spelled dummies wrong, which is even hilarious. <laughs> it is true. I didn't mean to hurt you with your teppanyaki love. And it kind of hurt a little yeah, bit. But it's, it's basic. Well, you should have a higher bar for food. Anyway, if your cell service doesn't work, you know, it's, but maybe there's just a rock in the way. But I don't like that the moon didn't account for the fact. If we land next to a rock, can we talk to it? Oh, no, that rock will block all, all that technology. And you don't have moon base one to have the antenna to go to the other side of the stupid thing and go, all right, now we got a clear shot. You see a rock next to the, oh, it's blocking everything. Now we got to go back and get it. But yeah, they're definitely, the plan, that little commercial they ran on that thing, I was like, whoa, the plan for this is to definitely dig into that moon, find out what's in there. I'm sure it breaks it down, but like, what kind of payload can it bring back? Like how much Well, this thing can't bring much of anything. But basically, what's mostly samples? Yeah, they're going to get like a little teaspoon of like, is this water based kind of thing in the bowl? So it's going to bring and pictures. I don't think that. So this would be the one that says, this is the scout. This is Allison Chains. This is the rooster. He's going up, taking a look around and saying, all right, no Viet Cong here. You guys can come up next. Or I need your help. There's Viet Cong everywhere. And we'll find out whether or not it's a Death Star and there's little moon men living inside of it because we're going in. We have no intention. What I watched yesterday was a basic, just blatant announcement of, yeah, we've been to the surface before. There's nothing there. We've never gone in it. We're going in this thing. They're busting the moon's hymen. They're going to crack that moon in half. <laughs> They're pretty confident. That's how I pick. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that when you said the, about the drilling. That's great. They'll start drilling. Oh. It'll crack. Yeah, you're bust in half like a little <laughs> like a Cadbury egg. It's going to start leaking yolk all over space. Well, that's the part I didn't like is that the... The commercial I watched, which was a propaganda piece about why this is so great, just people, you know, in these beautiful little houses with little moon suits on, and they weren't very cumbersome, and they're like raking and doing farming inside this thing. It's like, inhabiting the moon is the future goal as we try to find out what's inside that thing that will make us rich. And they just had these people, and it reminded me of the Jay Leno joke on the, on the pamphlet in the, car, in the plane. In case of a water landing, where the person's just floating and smiling on their flotationary device, and the plane's parked in the water nearby like it just didn't break at all, it, it looked too wholesome and happy, like we're being sold. What a wonderful place the moon will be. You know we're not going. That's going to be designed for, like, the ten most important people on the planet when all hell breaks loose here. And if we've got another planet to inhabit, you think the people in charge are going to be afraid to start nuking this dump? They won't care. They've got somewhere to escape. If they find something, the last thing you want to do is, oh, my gosh, we discovered, uh, you know, like it's discovering gold. Oh, you're, yeah, the rush? Now you got other countries yeah. up there. We'll be blowing stuff there'll up. There'll be like, some yeah. battles. And there'll be a war over the moon. We won't say we found no. anything. They're smart. Nope, no water up here. Or rocket fuel. I just thought it was real quick to throw rocket fuel in the mix. When we're just looking for water... And then the next thing, uh, we can make rocket fuel out of moon moon water. I'm like, oh, that seems like... Didn't find anything. He's going to still explore around yeah. for a little bit. The only thing I'm hoping for, and I've got my fingers crossed, is that they dust off the crust of that thing, and right underneath is a moon colony of madmen. The whole interior of the moon is just lunatics that once the uh, outside space light hits them, they go crazy. They've got all the technology, and they come at us. I, that would be the most interesting ending to this sci-fi nightmare that we're living in right now. Awesome. We crack the moon looking for some money and outpours worm men by the trillions. And they can float right to Earth. They've been hiding inside the moon for years. Oh, I know it's probably not going to happen, but why not? Why can't a man dream? And we're, at, we're under attack from the, the worm men of the moon. We've been watching it in sci-fi movies for years. We're, we've been indoctrinated by it's just everybody. some kind of creature. Oh, just some, but gets I, in the I ship. want it to be thumbnail-sized, evil as can be, and trillions at a time. Unstoppable little plague of of worm planktons just showing up, and you can see them, but you can't stop them. And there's nothing but teeth and anger. 
like a bad BJ. <laughs> but we're on the moon again, so and we're celebrating that. Like, man, if they get that water, imagine what Four Peaks could do with the moon IPA. Oh, there would be some moon juice. <laughs> there would be there'd be pizza right. places with it's all in the water, right? And there would be a couple of quadrillionaires. Our dough is made with yeah. moon water. You pay $6,000 for a pizza. Not interested in that. Brady automatically went to a pizza parlor getting first dibs on moon Surprise. What is wrong with you, man? Bagels. <laughs> Why would you take the moon water and immediately try to make what we already have? Because that's what they brag about. Who brags dough? about that? New York pizza right? I know, but you think that they've got the first access to moon water? You're a, you're, you've got something wrong with New Yorkers get the first access. Now I know what it's like to live with an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Their first thought is always pizza or bagels. We need some more carbs with this moon water. Like you're the only one thinking that. We're trying to make rocket fuel and become millionaires. Ah, You think you can't be a millionaire? It's loaded with electrolytes. I'm going to bottle that stuff up. Pretty sure Pizza the Hut is a millionaire, so you can laugh all you want, but... Make some moon water pizza. Brady, that is why you're not a scientist. <laughs> we got to go to the moon and see if we get some water and make some more pies. We've got plenty of pies. Not moon water pies. And if you can tell the difference between where the water comes from in your pizza without being told, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Nobody can. New York water, Chandler Canal water, you can't tell. You can never tell. Isn't that what the whole NYPD pizza thing yes. was? That there's supposedly they, they the water's from New York. Tanker trucks yeah. of water. And also, by the way, not true. <laughs> they just do this uh, thing to the water where they, they scientifically make the pH balance the same as New York Same water. as tap, yeah. And there's, it's a gimmick. It's a complete gimmick. So, Brady, no, we're not going to the moon to bring back pizza water. Darn it. <laughs> or bagel water. <laughs> We have one meeting about our trip to the moon that doesn't involve him making a bake, a fresh to a bake pie <laughs> with Papa Murphy. That's not the reason we have NASA. What kind of meal joints they got up there on that moon? Are those worm men tasty? <laughs> All right, you're no longer invited to the meetings. You're just not. Uh, and speaking of people that shouldn't be invited to the meetings anymore, did you see Tiffany Haddish, the comedian? She's, she flew over to... Uh, Israel to see for herself what was going on and talk to the people. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is going to get killed. There's no reason for a comedian who's got an ego that I'm pretty popular. I should go see what's going on in Gaza. But she can't drive it. Sean Penn. Yeah, she's not allowed to drive. She's too drunk to drive. So she flew over there to Israel and uh, she's like, uh, people are like, what are you thinking? And she goes, I need to see for myself. I don't believe what I'm seeing on TV. I'm like, what do you think you're going to do? You're Tiffany Haddish. You're having a nice little run in the world of comedy, but you're selling out 400-room comedy clubs. Let's calm down a little bit about your ability to cure the world's ills and stop the Middle East peace problems. And that's what she said. I just want peace uh, if I can do any part to help. I'm like, you can't. You you know what you could do? Check your ego at the door for a second and say, "Mm, I'm probably not that important. I'm just going to cause more problems by going that I am going to help. She flew all the way over there to see what's really happening in Gaza. Do you think people in Gaza are fans of Tiffany Haddish? She's a woman, first of all. She talks about things that are against their crazy God. I don't think the dudes in Hamas are huge Tiffany Haddish fans. Not really going to respond well to her going, you know, you guys should stop hating the Jews. Reza! They're not big on entertainment over there in Hamas. If you remember, a peaceful music festival is what they decided to attack first because the heathens were there. I don't get it. And she said she's got a big dumb announcement. Here's what you don't say when you travel over to Gaza. Uh, I've got Jewish blood. Whoops. Shouldn't have said that. TMZ reported that. Well, I've got a Jewish heritage. I've, I've, I've got some Jewish blood in me. Like, eh. Find her family. Here's something I'd avoid if I had Jewish blood in my body. Hamas. And uh, Gaza. I'd be going the other way. I'd live in New York and complain about it. I'll go to a deli down there. I'll right. see what the Jews are I'll go over to Miracle there. Mile yeah. and we'll talk yeah. about how miserable yeah. this is. But I'm not getting on a plane and heading over there no matter how important I think I am. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not even going through my neighborhood. If a Jewish guy got into a fight with a Muslim uh, over there on 16th Street and they're like, you can do something about this, John. I'm, like, eh, I'm pretty much going to stay quiet on this one. <laughs> you don't think you'll be seeing any tourism commercials with her? 
come to Israel. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think anybody. And you know what you'd see? For the beaches. You know what you would see with that? If Tiffany Haddish was the spokesperson for come to Israel, you know what you would hear all through New York and Florida? Who the hell is this? Why is she? What, what is, what's she doing there? <laughs> they have some sort of a black lady telling us we should all go to Israel. We ought to go to Israel we'll go because of the Jews, not because of them. This is the reason we would leave New York. She's why we don't live in Washington anymore. Yeah, they're not going to Israel because a black person says, hey, look what we found. When black people found the Jewish neighborhoods in the 60s and 70s, the Jews moved away. (laughs) They're not going to have a black spokesperson come to Israel. (laughs) She's doing nothing. But I'm reading this and I'm like, man, Tiffany Haddish has a a lot of self-esteem. Like there's a lot of confidence to sit and say, I can fix the Middle East problem. I'm going to go over there and report back. To who? Is her audience like, we'd love to laugh, Tiffany. We'd love to go to a comedy club. But can you fix Hamas and Israel, please, real quick? I know people have been trying, but I've got this. Sure, she can figure it out. Because you know why? She's she's looking at the news and she's like, I don't necessarily think I understand what's going on here. Uh, let me go see for myself if there's, uh, you know, a stone that's unturned there. But yeah, she's heading over there and crying and. It's just so sad. Like, we knew that. Like, get home. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. You don't see Burt Kreischer rolling over there. Like, doesn't make sense that you're a comedian. You're going to solve anything. You just, you're supposed to just go on stage and make jokes and complain about it. And maybe a point here and there and people make them think. But going over there and starting to act like you can talk to Hamas, you're insane. That's bananas, man. I think a couple, I, I can't remember if Callum went over there, but he never talked about it until after he got back. Well, Brian Callen can go over there because he's, like, he's Lebanese. Like yeah, he's but he wasn't going over there saying, broadcasting, hey, I'm going over there. To fix right. everything. And he also, right, probably didn't go there to say, yeah, and people can travel to Israel. I'm yeah. not saying, I'm just saying when you go over there because of the conflict, I got to go see for myself what's going on around here. Like, what? You don't have a friend. And Brett said, hey, I got to get over there. I got to see what's going on in Gaza for myself. Why? I think I got some ideas. Why don't you just pass those on to the people who know what they're doing? You're, yeah, I'm good. It's Brett, just a good. quick turnaround. I'm just going to bounce back. <laughs> Brady's just remembering the times he had to fight off that space alien to get us pizza. That goddamn Noid will rue the day he tried to eat my pie from the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, the strange world we live in. But we've got stuff on the moon again. We got Tiffany Haddish trying to solve the world's problems. Now the thing, remember when Dennis Rodman went over to North Korea and actually made some headway? He got a meeting. He got meetings. He had a basketball game. He brought over some. Drug addicts to play basketball against the uh, North Koreans and little fallout on the team during the. Uh... <laughs> and then he made that noise and everybody's like, "What's he? he's crying? <laughs> Is he the cowardly lion?" I'm just the worst girl in the world trying to make a difference. What are you saying? He's my friend. Those are Kimball, my friend. I'm like, oh my god, he's clear your throat. Yeah, but it worked that time. And we started thinking maybe Trump and Dennis Rodman are on to something. Dennis Rodman doesn't go over there anymore. This guy's out of his mind again. So maybe Tiffany Haddish makes friends with Hamas, and I'm wrong. But I don't see that happening. I really don't think. I'm taking the under on that one. First things first, and I know you're not going to like this. A woman is not who you send over to Hamas right now. Not yet. They're not ready for that. How dare you? (laughs) I know, ladies. But they're, look. Here in the States, it's a little different. Over there, uh uh-uh. They're not happy with that. Second, a confident American woman telling Hamas what to do is exactly what they're fighting against. They hate progress and uh, and oppression. uh -uh. A woman telling what to do is... uh, That's how I can relate to Hamas. No man likes to have some woman just barge into their house and start barking about what they should be doing different. And it happens a lot. Here in the States, we tolerate it. Over there, they cut your head off. The only one that has a shot is Margot Robbie. If you're going to send him. Maybe, but even still. Maybe. Blonde, too much skin. They're worried Allah's going to see it. Uh, even Allah would be like, all right, yeah. I, we'll, we'll let that one go. And technically, if you believe in that nonsense, Allah created her. True. Right? 
which is why the whole thing is just bunko bull. But still, why would he create such an angel for a better religion? <laughs> if he was a good god, he'd make sure she was Muslim. Like that's who you reveal yourself. If you're in a battle of who's the better god, you go over there and go. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to reveal myself to Margot Robbie and convince the world that Muslims rock. Because there'd be a chance I'm in the dress and like you know, I don't know, tending to my oil fields. If Margot Robbie switched teams, if she started walking around in a burqa and saying this is the only way. Uh, Muhammad revealed himself to me. I'm like, that's good. That's a good one. That's pretty, that's fairly convincing right there. But a real good God picks and chooses that kind of stuff and makes them, but they never reveal themselves to the good ones. It's always the lunatics, the deep south nutbags with Bibles screaming at you every time you try to go into a restaurant that you're going to hell. Reveal, yeah, I'm like, I've seen God in dreams. I'm like, why would he reveal himself to your Fat, lazy ass. And give me Margot Robbie screaming, guess what I saw last night? And maybe you got some. Hold on. Hear her out. You need better spokespeople. That's what I'm saying. Tiffany Haddish, good luck to you. I just found it fascinating that she just said, I'm going to Israel. And her friend said, go, don't do this. Like You don't have a friend at all if that's what they allowed you to do. Can Sadua over there. Dua Lipa would be pretty sweet. My God. <laughs> She's got a little connection. She's Albanian. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Closer, she understands the region a little better. That accent, reach them through oh, music. Man, oh man! Now, I don't know. They don't like music. They paraglide to that and start making a mess of it. <laughs> I don't really think there's talking sense into those people. I think if you're willing to blow things up with paragliders, that you're kind of you're the girl at the teppanyaki that got too excited. You just you, you got you're a loose you're a loose end. You're a unhinged. That's why they're so angry. There's no good women over here. No, but that's their <laughs> fault. You dress them up like beekeepers. Hide them. Right. And then you make it all sinful and stuff to like one. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Every natural instinct you have is disgusting and wrong, and you'll get punished for it. Huh? Okay. Meanwhile, we got Margot Robbie's full frontal nudity in Wolf of Wall Street uh, forever and ever. That's what I say. USA! USA! <laughs> I'll go with the Western gods all day. They got super lax on uh, boobs and vaginas and stuff. We can see those everywhere. They don't like it, but man, oh man, do we see a lot of it. Sign me up. I don't think they've got a lot of those movies over there in Hamas. Time for Hamas double feature. Watch this. Mm, it's a chicken and burke. I can't tell who's who. We want to see their faces. It's disgusting and against God. All right. Have you guys seen Wolf of Wall Street yet? What is this? <laughs> Trust me. You're going to like it because it's about American greed, and it really kind of stomps on that. There's a scene in it that might change your religion. What was this whore doing? I don't know, but you're hard, aren't you? <laughs> of course I'm hard. <laughs> Look at that. I'm still a man. How does she keep it so tucked in? <laughs> She's classy. We got those in droves over there in the States. Now, Take off these burkas, I guarantee. None of those ladies are wearing Lululemons over there in the Gaza. They'd get killed for it. Stop. Tiffany Haddish walking over there with her Lululemons and her rose and her nonsense telling everybody how to live. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Uh, and baseball is back. And I don't know if you guys have seen spring training. It started yesterday. Uh, the new uniforms for baseball, big problem. Uh, they're see-through in the sun. So I think it's Starter that makes the uniform this year. I don't yeah. remember who did it. They switched out and made new ones, and the players have been complaining that it's cheap material. It's like a, the, they keep saying they're the Chinese knockoff jerseys. They feel they're wrong. Uh, they look funny, but it's just visually, uh, because it's new looking, that you can kind of tell the differences. Um, oh, yeah. Like it's they're a little sport off. performance. I don't know that what they're trying to go what it for. Is, but they discovered yesterday that a couple of the uniforms in uh, the sunlight, the Dodgers look the same. But they're because the jersey, the, the jersey's the only thing covering junk and everything, right? And they said now that the the pants are pretty much see through in the wrong light, and the players hate the uniform. So the new see through pants concept of uh, the MLB to draw eyes to it uh, may or may not work. There you go. But you're seeing a lot of uh, like jocks and thongs and buttholes so, and yeah, it's Nike. The tucked in shirt is all that's blocking you from baseball junk. And you know there's going to be some guys out there just pulling their shirt Untucked. up a little yep. bit more. Well, some guys can't tuck down far enough. Yeah. 
And so the new uniforms are getting all the press in spring training. And these are the days I miss Vin Scully. You know for a fact Vin would say something. Here comes Dusty Baker. He's batting in the brand new starter see-through pants. And my goodness, I didn't think you were allowed to bring two bats to the plate. Holy <laughs> cow. He was born to a man with also a huge wang. These see-through pants are disturbing. And now we can see also that Bryce Harper is uncircumcised. That's a treat. <laughs> it's a good day for baseball. And ladies, put your glasses on. You're about to see some mushroom heads galore. Try the new Farmer John see-through hot dog. <laughs> yeah, it's it would be a fairly... we got to uh, thicken the pants up. <laughs> They need to yeah. put some. They need to put some. At least make them darker. The white pants being see through. I don't need to see that. I remember Lou Pinella's walk to the mound when he was the Cubs manager was one of the most disturbing things you could ever imagine. In the pinstripes, you couldn't see it. The, for some reason, the illusion optically of the pants being pinstriped blocked bulges. When they wore their grays, and Lou went out to the mound to pull a pitcher, Lou Pinella's gigantic. <laughs> would flop around in that right leg. He dressed to the right and down mid-thigh, and this thing was beefy. Switching like, out pitchers. This, the pitcher starting again would just grab the bag, the resin bag, and <laughs> yeah. lose. Get that hand ready. Yeah, he would just hold it. Cause this is heavier than the, the rosin that I have to carry, so it's just... Lou would walk out there with... I mean, it was... And I remember you said that. Pipe. Pulled up pictures. Oh, it was in the gray Cub uniforms. Like, please. And Lou's the manager. He's not putting a cup on. He's probably not wearing underwear. He didn't care anymore. I don't know if it was a ball bag or if it was, but the whole thing was just, and it moved around. You're like, God damn it. Get Lou some shorts under there. So now you get to see that every day. So if you want to go to spring training and check it out before they change the uniforms, ladies, right now you can see what every one of these guys, the cut of their jib, so to speak. There's a base hit. Now, clearly, you can see why he's not a five-tool player. He's a six-tool <laughs> player. That thing's ridiculous. <laughs> Banging around on his thigh as he runs out the bunt, and everybody covering their eyes. Children not happy. Tears everywhere as we see the great big dong of Vlad Jr. I don't want to see Vladimir Guerrero's kids dork, but I'm about to. Like watching linemen. Run the uh, 40 in the combine. Yeah, the underwear Olympics. <laughs> it's just too much. And it, imagine that now, then they're see-through. And you can not only watch DK Metcalf's dick swing from thigh to thigh while he runs, but it's in transparent pants. <laughs> I think coming to Dodger Stadium is no longer valuable. I'm glad I died before I got to see all the Dodger dicks you could imagine. And then the poor guy who's got the see-through pants and the micropene. <laughs> and, of course, you know I'm talking about Shohei Otani. <laughs> There's Shohei on the mound. What is that, a vagina? His clitoris glows in the Southern California sunshine. <laughs> so, enjoy your spring training. I'm going to hit some games in a couple weeks and divert my eyes. Fix it, Major League Baseball. I always wondered how, in the 80s and 90s of the NBA... How no dorks fell out in those tiny baby shorts they used to wear. You go back and watch old basketball games. Those dudes were wearing, you know, tidy whities for the most part. They put them tight enough so they couldn't fall that out. Stuff wouldn't flop. Just, but you'd yeah. think though, yeah, to be in a jock, I right? Mean, it, it was, was that right in between still. the next level when they started lengthening. Well, then, that was then, the Michigan team. Yeah, in the Michigan. 90s. Yeah, they they wore the big long shorts so they could dangle. But I mean, you got to think. Even if you've you run, sometimes will run in tight underwear. And it starts to loosen up as, you, as you're more active. And you tend to fall down to a side. You can't just keep it all tucked up. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. And also, if you're tucked up in a lot of times, uh, you can, you know, some dudes can pop out of the top. They have to go sideways. So I'm shocked. You watch some of the... I bet you it happened more often than we knew, like a... Uh, a helmet or a mushroom would come out of the bottom, and those guys would quick tuck. They had like a method to get it back in. Because some of those short, Daryl Dawkins didn't fall out of those baby panties. Come on. Once or twice, Daryl said, Hey, man, nothing, nothing. And I hope you kick your ass tonight to tear your dicks out. 
The legendary Chocolate Thunder is showing his wares right here on the hardwood. And speaking of hardwood, Larry Bird seems excited about something. So they made the pants reasonable for... They're still wearing those, the uh, old school jock straps, too, that would strap them down. Still. You is that when Sam Cassell came in the league? They yeah, oh, make Sam Cassell, I swear to God, they're jockstrap, schmockstrap. That's for people like you and I are like, this will keep me uh, tidy. They didn't make a jockstrap, but you need a parachute and like a guy pulling the... There's a fold under. It was ridiculous what Sam Cassell showed me. And if, if you had a jockstrap big enough, it would hang out of those baby shorts. The, the jockstrap would have to have been bigger than the shorts to hold Sam. what I saw Sam Cassell packing. It might have looked like a Cinnabon. I don't know, coiled up. It, yeah, it would have looked like a Cobra. Indians would have had to play flutes to get it up. The uh, uh, the other one, and we talked to Greg Ostertag that time we golfed with him, and he said Jock Vaughn, who is now the coach of the uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets, his nickname was Anteater because he was six one, but his dick touched the ground when he sat down. <laughs> they called him the Anteater. Because they assumed he needed that thing to pick up bugs. It was hanging down there so low. You think you and I will talk from a reasonable state. Why don't you just put it in a jock strap and keep it hidden? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you put an elephant's trunk in a jock strap and see what happens when it runs. <laughs> Never seen anything like that. That Sam Cassell thing haunts me. Horses look at Sam Cassell and go, Jesus, pack it up, kid. <laughs> And that's the thing about Sam Cassell. That alien head of his, he's from another planet. There was nothing about his body looked human when he stood there and yelled at that team while I was standing in that locker room. And his yelling made it swing. He wasn't moving around much, but anger made it. I think it was a just going back and forth. He might have been talking. I think it was a cooling system for his body. When he got heated up, it turned on like an AC unit (laughs) fan. (laughs) It went in a full, like, roundabout circle. I went home and tried it in the mirror. Like, can I even do that with this little thing? Mine just looked like a dandelion in a windstorm. <laughs> it's gonna move from side to side a little. It maybe bounced. It was like you know those old uh, when you played music, those wiry flowers that would dance. Yeah, that's as far as mine went. Sam's went <laughs> full circle, and it started off just kind of getting mad, like it swung left to right, and then whoosh, made one full pass. And I'm like, is this happening? The airwolf music started in the yeah. background. And- <laughs> yeah. So Ernest Borgnine in the cockpit firing it up. All right, let's get out of here. It was weird. And he was yelling at his team because they were like 0-12 at the time. It was right before they all got traded again. I don't care. My junk hanging out and everything. None of you mother try. I'm the only one on this team trying. And all of us in the press are standing there as he came out of the shower with his angry, you know, train AC units. Cool down, Sammy. Cool down. Let's turn on the jets here. I had hair at the time, and I couldn't realize I looked like that dude in that Magnavox ad with my hair was all blown back, and the fan was powerful. So now you get to see it with baseball. I'm still shocked that the NBA didn't have more dick-out moments. Marv Albert used to do those bloopers. There's Daryl Dawkins for the Duncan. Look closely. There's Daryl's dick. And it can dunk, too. Yes. John Stockton with the drive. Whoops, there's the mushroom. He's on fire. <laughs> he's got gonorrhea, which means when he pees, he's on fire. <laughs> Too many trips downtown. Yeah, so enjoy spring training as the see-through pants. Just the home teams. The away teams wear the grays of the dark, uh, so they'll be all right. The home teams wearing their, their whites, evidently especially the Dodgers. Uh, they've gone to a cheaper material, and you can see buttholes and peepees. Ladies, tickets on sale now. And that's where women have us beat. You tell dudes, hey, I know it's the WNBA, but you can see through their uniforms. We might buy a ticket just to pick and choose Sophie Cunningham or even Kelsey Plum up there in Vegas isn't so bad. And, uh, two out of how many? Mm, I know, but I'm still, see-through pants. No. And then you might, you know, have a couple women's laughs. Women's volleyball. And and also, women's volleyball. Let's go there. Women's oh, that'll volleyball. do. Yeah, right. I'm in. You, you've never bought a ticket to that before. No. But if it came out that they had new uniforms and, whoops, we made them see-through accidentally and we can't fix that for a couple weeks, yeah. we'd buy tickets. Women find out that you can see dudes' dicks through our pants and they go the other way. 
I don't want to see what Brittany Griner's packing, so I'm not buying <laughs> right. tickets. Now, to that's the why I'd go to the WNBA and be like, watch this. I told you. <laughs> oh, my. Watch this. I told you that there was more in there. I don't know what you're talking about, player. That's my delicate flower. No, it is not. Tony? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on in those pants? Nobody do a dick check. My pants are see-through. I can't play tonight. We're going to retire Brittany's number and her dick's number. Holy Moses. <laughs> but, you know, the off chance that Sophie Cunningham's in see-through pants. I'm buying tickets to the WNBA game. The worst part would be if Brittany's packing more than you. God she damn it. Look, I've already conceded that. That's You think I'm... Brittany I'm, Cassell. <laughs> do you honestly think that in my brain, I think I'm bigger than Brittany Griner? <laughs> I have to be realistic and know that if, in fact, we're going to have that contest, please... I'm not entering that. So you're going to pull out enough to win. That's like entering the, the Nathan's Hot Dog Challenge with Joey Chestnut. You're going to lose. You want to have a dick off? Not with you, Brittany. No. <laughs> and, were you scared? I, I No, I'm not yes. scared. I already know the outcome. It's dumb. This is like betting on a boxing match from 2005. Why would I do this? I know what happens. You know I'm bigger than you. You don't even have to say it. I'm telling you you are. I guarantee it. We wear see-through pants in a WNBA. Okay. Shazam! Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so enjoy that. See-through pants. Women go the other way. We got a bunch of dudes in see-through pants. Ew. The women that would show up to that are not good. All of us are interested in see-through pants on women. We've tried to look up skirts for thousands of years. Uh, no matter what, we look. Brady did it once at Z Tejas on a woman that was so unbelievably unappealing it was ridiculous. But because you could see up it, you looked. And then you told everybody at the table, look at that. And we all I got to change with somebody. It was, oh, yeah, we had to switch seats. <laughs> the barbecue wasn't I done. I was staring right at me. But no matter what, like even if you look at a woman and she's wildly unattractive, if she sits down... And opens her legs for a second to skirt. Your eyes go, look at that. We're drawn to it. We can't help ourselves. We, I took pictures of it that time I had lunch with Doug Hopkins. And that lady was sitting there in her skirt and her thighs were blocking. And it looked worse than if she didn't have underwear on. It was horrible. And I just took photo after photo. I had to look. In the I studio years ago. Topanga. Topanga from, uh, yeah, uh, was that Boy's Life? or what, Boy what the hell Meets that? World. Boy Meets World, that's right. Topanga plopped up onto the counter. Eyeball to eyeball with Brady, and he looked right at the, uh, you know, the death pit. Commando. Ah, gee. And then Brady wasn't talking during the interview. Like, you got weird. Must not have ever seen it. Nope, that's not why I wasn't talking. What happened? <laughs> I saw Topanga's Canyon. <laughs> like, what? Somebody needs to sell that big Montana. Yeah, she was uh, distracting. <laughs> she uh, open-faced sandwiched Brady on the interview, and he couldn't move on. Yeah. And I remember when B.B. Jones sat down next to you. And opened her legs and showed you the thing. Your face. <laughs> She's got it out. <laughs> All right, calm down. She's a porn star. You had to expect. Do we that. have any handlers? That thing is out. And wow, wee. <laughs> what's a what's the girl like you doing? And do you come here often? I don't know what to say. Well, he got wildly excited. All right, calm down. Calm down. It's your first beer. Never seen anything like that before. Well, you were you face to face with the beast, Brady. Sometimes it stares back. I've heard she, about these things. She was even touching it. I mean, she, there was light on. That never happens. Always turn the lights out when you reveal. Sometimes ladies like it to get a little sun. What's that? <laughs> Is he going to talk to me? What's with all the extra flaps? Is that so you slow down when you're landing? John, it echoes. Oh, my God. She's touching the top of it. We got to get her out of here. Well, you know what was the best part of that? Uh, in your world, Jesus was looking down going, come on, man. Calm down. <laughs> Jesus saw that whole Look thing. Look up, son. He knew what you were thinking, and you still, even with that power, couldn't stop looking at it. We're trained by it. Men look up skirts. We will look at it. Ladies, look away. Good, bad, or otherwise, you, know you got to take one look and just make that, sure. I see that as a, you know, that's an advancement to the ladies that they've got over us. They're not slaves to our wieners. They've made them unimportant. 
It's just a fact. You can walk around, you know, in decent exposure, walk around with your wiener showing. The women will call the police on you. If you're a good-looking man, even with your wiener out, they'll still be afraid of you. Woman walks around, pretty woman, with her vagina out. We're going to give that a few uh, minutes to see what else she's got. <laughs> like, what else is this broad going to do? Look at that. Her, her vagina's out. Or I can see it. That lady in uh, Vegas 15 years ago when we were, uh, one girl walked by us at the MGM. And we were waiting for our car after, it was a Mayweather fight and outside. And she walks by and her skirt's hiked way up. And her vagina's just out. She's probably 23 years old. And Megan, being a girl, says to her, hey, excuse me. Looks at her, what? Your vagina's out. Your skirt's up. Pull your skirt down. And she goes, I know. <laughs> Go. Well, there's no reason to call the police. Let's just see how this ends. We can watch her walk around for hours. Tired of people looking up my skirt. <laughs> right. I'm just going to show it to you. It's an everything must go sale. It was great. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Brett? All right, wake up song time, and of course, it is brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Weekend is here, so it is time to hit the trails or hit the slopes up north. So, Action Ride Shop is your place to go. Whether you need to do the ski thing or the trail thing on the mountain bikes, and they do have the uh, new shipment of uh, pivot switchblades in too. And if you're thinking about doing that, they also have been their rental fleet. So if you want to rent before you buy, go on into Action Ride Shop. Josh and the boys are going to treat you right over there on Gilbert Road and Southern ActionRideShop.com. On our list, uh, obviously Extremes up there, Bad Religion, Chili Peppers, Living Color, Primus, uh, Wage War Extreme, August Burns Red, Butthole Surfers, who was in my room last night for the gay guys in the kitchen. <laughs> They're still uh, on that. Yeah. Rammstein, that was Tuesday, you guys. White Zombie. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, well, There's some weird ones up there today. Mm-hmm. Electric Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know that one at all. And it's never bad to throw Primus in the mix. Mm-hmm. Ramstein. Is it a good one? Yeah, I mean, a little taste. No. I want to either hear it or don't. You give me the thumbs up or down on Electric. It's Primus. Yeah, right. I like Electric it. Uncle Sam it is. Then. All right. For all this America we got going with spring training starting. I'll pull it up. Tiffany Haddish trying to save the day. I'm going to solve this problem over there in Gilbert with these goons. I mean, don't do it, Brady. You're going to make a bigger mess out of this. <laughs> I'm important. Stop it. Is that it? That's ah. all right. Very good. We'll do, but if Tiffany Haddish solves this problem, we'll all feel like fools. That's going to be nice. She did it. She did it, man. She, she fixed it. Fantastic. <laughs> you can't even get dudes in the MLB to wear pants that you can't see through, but Tiffany Haddish fixed the Middle Eastern conflict that's been raging for thousands of years. I don't understand anything. I'm just here for the laughs, people. It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.